Welcome to Real Truth Real Quick. My name is Rick Smith. I'm here with Todd Wagner. How are you doing, Todd? I'm well, Rick. Thank you. Hello, friends. Well, listen, I know that you are passionate about pro-life. I'm passionate about pro-life. And sometimes we, we're out in public and we're having conversations with people and we don't have three hours to talk about this issue. Can you give us a memorable way, an easy way to defend human life when we're having a conversation with someone? Yeah, because a lot of times when you're having this conversation, people have been conditioned to believe that um, until we hold that child, until it's separated from the uh, placenta, until it's, the umbilical cord is cut, that it's, it's not something that should be treated with the same kind of dignity and value that people outside of the womb should be treated. Um, we, we've done some other real truths, real quicks related to this. One of them is give me a compelling way to talk about the difficult issue of uh, abortion. And, and so I would encourage folks to watch that. But what I want to give you here is, is just what you asked for. And we'll use an acronym that has been used for quite some time. I, I first heard it from a friend of mine, Scott Klusendorf. Um, and it's one that I think in just a simple real truth, real quick, watch it a few times. And you'll be able to talk with folks in the same way about this topic. Because a lot of times what people will do is they will say that we don't need to defend the life of that child or that entity because of its size, because of its level of development, because of its um, environment, or because of its dependency. So the acronym is SLED, S-L-E-D. So let's just take these one at a time. Sometimes they go, well, look at it, the size of that thing. It doesn't look human to me. What I would say is that looks exactly like a human should look at that stage of development. So a zygote, uh, a fetus or an, an embryo and a fetus and a toddler and uh, a, a teenager, okay, and a young adult all look different. But they're all what, Rick? They're all humans. Humans. And so uh, we wouldn't want to say that people who have um, achondroplasia, you know, which is dwarfism, aren't as valuable as people that don't have achondroplasia, right? Size does not determine value and humanness. All right? And so the fact that that is a smaller human that doesn't look like a 40-year-old doesn't mean it's not human. Okay? So second thing, then you got the level of development. Um, I really kind of already covered this even when we're talking about size. But let me just say this. A, a four-year-old girl, as an example, who doesn't have reproductive abilities is no less valuable than a uh, 24-year-old girl who can produce children. So the, the age of that four-year-old that is not as developed as a 24-year-old doesn't make her any less human. Just like uh, a four-month-old child in utero is developed differently than a four-year-old little girl is, it is no less human. And so the, the, the idea that because it's not yet grown to a certain age or stage of development doesn't make it not a human. Okay, so if you're going to protect frogs, you got to protect tadpoles. Okay, and if you're going to protect cats, you got to protect kittens. If you're going to protect dogs, you got to protect puppies. All right. Thirdly, uh, the environment, uh, which is to say it another way, is is location. Where something is doesn't give it value and dignity. We don't think a child in the suburbs is more valuable than a child in the ghetto, or if you do. Uh, you have issues and you have a problem uh, at some level and uh, an extreme level. We don't think that a, a, a person in a concentration camp is less valuable than a person uh, in some position of political power. All right? So the location of something is not what gives it dignity. What it is gives it dignity. The seven inches that a, a child travels through the, uh, through the birth canal 
to where it changes its location from inside the mother's womb to outside doesn't all of a sudden make it human. It was already human. We just changed its uh, you know, environment where it is. And so uh, we talk about dependency. Some people would say, well, it's not human yet because it can't live by itself. All right, Rick, you and I both have kids. Um, we got to feed our kids for quite some time before they are able and capable of fending for themselves. So if you believe that level of dependency or dependency is an issue that creates human dignity, then we're going to say people who are sick, who are too weak to feed themselves, aren't valuable. We're going to say that six-month-olds shouldn't be defended. We're going to say that people who have had tragic accidents, who can't feed themselves, shouldn't be treated as human, and on and on and on it goes. So size, all right, uh, level development, environment, or location, but environment to keep the SLED acronym, or dependency don't determine human dignity, all right? Um, we know that um, every one of those things is changes and carries on throughout life. So if you can remember that acronym SLED and remember those four things, when people bring up challenges as to why or not, whether or not we should treat it as a human, okay, um, you can respond by just helping them understand the logical uh, flow and sequence of those discussions. All right. Thanks, Todd. Yeah. Listen, uh, so we'll, in our show notes, you can find those at realtruthrealquick.com. If you're watching on YouTube, you can find that in our show description. I'll put some links to some other episodes that we've done. We've done several episodes yeah. on the topic of abortion. So you can check the those out. message there that is a little longer if they want to look at it. But yep. yeah. So check those out. I hope those are a great resource for you. And we'll see you next week on another episode of Real Truth Real Quick. Mm-hmm.